Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. The NRL roast asked me the other day if I wanted to put together my team of the week at the end of each game for him. And it's something that I haven't really done before, putting together a team of the week. It's not something that hasn't overly interested me over the years, but thought it was something that I, I, I'd give it a go this week. And I really enjoyed it, to be honest with you. So I thought I'd just share with you my team of the week from round seven. Fullback, I went Tom Trevojevic. I thought what he did on Sunday was unbelievable against that West Tigers side. Uh, people look at 40 to six and sort of go, oh, you know, it was a walkover. But, mate, first 25 minutes, that Tigers team, they had shown up to play. They were looking really good. And this guy, one-man juggernaut, he just took it to them. I couldn't believe the impact he was having through the middle. It's normally he gets it, you know, third and fourth ball out the back when he's got a bit of space. Honest to God, he was getting it from dummy half. He was looking up at the A and B defenders and just going between them. It was unreal. Um, I think he ended up getting two tries. He's probably deserved a third. There was one that Tom uh, that um, Daly Cherry Evans uh, juggled and gave it back to Marty to power. So I think that meant that he got the try assist. But Turbo was just unreal. And look, they they scored their first try in about the twenty fifth minute. I want to say I think he went off with about fifteen to go. So there's. Mate, there, there's like a 40-minute gap in there where he actually turned it on and played some footy, and it was unbelievable. He just blew them away. Uh, on one wing, I've gone for Micah Sivo. Wing for the Paramount Eels. Outside Tom Opachik with Clint Gutherson feeding him. This guy was outstanding. Five line breaks, uh, three tries. I mean, three tries alone means you're having a, uh, a good night at the party, aren't you? He was on fire, Micah Sivo. He is just such a damaging footballer. I, I still look back and cannot believe... Semi Radradra left the NRL. He left the Paramount Eels, and then this guy walks into his spot. If I had to pick out of the two, I would still take Semi. Uh, but, mate, Sivo, right up there with the very best of them. Such a damaging footballer. Love watching him go about his thing. On the other wing, Brian To'o, uh, another one man juggernaut here. Uh, I referred to him as like a skinny Matty Utah the other day, and there's no doubt about it. He is unbelievable. I. I would be surprised if he doesn't play Origin this year. The one thing standing in his way is simply the amount of depth we have and the amount of talented fullbacks running around that Freddie might want to shift around. I mean, you've got to think that Tom Travojevic, he will have a spot somewhere in that back line. It won't be fullback. It could be center. It could be wing. 
you got Jack White and you got Cody Walker, you got Jerome Luai. If they go for Cody Walker or Jerome Luai, all of a sudden Jack White and he becomes a center. Then you've still got Latrell Mitchell floating around. You've got Clint Gutherson. You've got so many guys, Zach Lomax, Stephen Crichton, Blake Ferguson, Josh Adokar has got to be somewhere. He's going to take one wing. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting, the race for that right edge wing spot. Of course, Brian Toto, that's where he played last year, so a big advantage there. But I thought on the weekend he was unreal. I think he ran for 300 metres. I went through his stats the other day. If you want to have a listen to that, go back. I think it, I called it Toto Good or something. He is just unreal at the moment, just going to another level. And it's so impressive to see a guy back up his first few seasons. His first few were really impressive. He was really good. And every year he's managed to get better, which I think is fantastic, especially off the back of last year. They went all the way to the grand final. His stats were unreal. Everyone had so much much respect for him and he still has pushed himself to another level. Very exciting for Brian Toto. I hope he gets the rewards he deserves with some origin footy. In the centres, my first centre, I went with Joey Manu. Uh, a bit of a controversial one here. He uh, he obviously moved to fullback during the game, but just his skill set is just unbelievable. I sort of picked these guys off where they were named. Uh, so Remus Smith came into contention here as well. He obviously moved out to the wing and scored a couple of meaties. He was very strong. Uh, but Joey Manu, I just think as an individual, he is just so talented. He is just so skillful. You don't even need to put him in good positions. You just need to give the football to him. And personally, I don't think the Roosters give him enough early ball. Um, and as crazy as that sounds, because he seems to get it all the time, I think he needs more of it. I think they need to cut him back against the grain a lot earlier in their plays just to give him time to mess around with defenders. He's such a lethal player. And as much as I hate seeing James Tedesco out and I wish Teddy all the best, good God, it is exciting going into every weekend knowing that Joey Manu is going to be the fullback. It's going to be so exciting for the next few weeks because you, you literally don't know what you're going to get. The, the Roosters outside backs, they don't know what they're going to get either. I think it's so exciting. He's got a little kicking game which he pops in here and there, which I love to see as well. So exciting few weeks watching Joey Manu run around in the one jersey. The other man I picked... Another guy that isn't really a center, played there on the weekend, has played there the last few weeks, is Matty Burton. I've got so much time for this guy, it's not even funny. I remember when I saw him last year, he looked like a little Stephen Larkham 2.0. He's moved out to the centers, and this is becoming a, a, a bit of a thing with your halves nowadays being able to move out to the centers and be really damaging. We've obviously seen Benji do it before. We all heavily doubted that. Matty Burton moving out there was a bit strange. Tyrone May moving out there. Connor Tracy moving out there. All these guys that are, that are shifting one out, and it's not like they're really playing as second five-eights. They are sort of using their skill set out there, but they're just becoming damaging runners. And Matty Burton, he's the top of the pile for me. He's been unreal. Stephen Crichton, he obviously moved from fullback when Dylan Edwards returned. There was a big question mark. Would he go left or right? And I think it's the biggest compliment to Matty Burton imaginable that they've moved Stephen Crichton to the right side. Stephen Crichton has been unreal for the last 18 months. They've lost what? two games of footy from their last 25 games or something crazy like that. Decided to keep Matty Burton there. I think it says a lot about him. I think it says a lot about the Penrith Panthers hoping to keep Matt Burton because if he finds a spot in that centre spot, I spoke about it in the review earlier, it could be absolutely anything there. So if I was a Canterbury fans, if I was Trent Barrett especially, very, very nervous about how this one's playing out. 5-8, I went with Benji Marshall. Um, Jerome Luai was extremely close, but I just thought the way that Benji played, the way that he manipulated the Titans line was unreal. His support play back through the middle was sensational. The one that he put Kulam and Tungy through, I mean... Pretty, pretty much fooled the cameraman on that one. That was just unreal footy. That was vintage Benji. Uh, we obviously saw the flick pass, which was amazing how he's 
He's just able to m- manipulate so many guys in a couple of steps, tell a lie with his eyes, and then just leave the ball where it needs to be. That's the thing I love about Benji. He doesn't pass the ball to people. He passes the ball to where the people are going to be. And being able to do that, it is such a such an underrated skill. I think it's something that we expect everyone can do, but the way that Benji does it when he cuts down the left edge, like in the grand final, and he puts it to where someone's going to be when they're running a completely different line when he throws it, it's incredible. He sort of puts the ball where he knows they need to be. If they're not heading in the right direction, they will be because Benji's put the ball where it needs. So I thought his game was unreal. There's another ball that he throws to Alex Johnson uh, where he gets it. He's very square with the A defender. He eyes off on him. He skips outside him, and it just makes all their hips turn inwards at him. Uh, it, it might be a moment um, a moment that mattered that we'll talk about later in the week. But Benji, he was pretty much an automatic selection for me in this. I just thought he was unbelievable in this game. At halfback, a number of guys had cracking games. Uh, talking Nathan Cleary, I thought he had a blinder. Sam Walker, he was unreal at the SCG. And I got so close to picking Sam Walker solely because Teddy was out and the pressure was on him. But I had to go with Jerome Hughes. I just thought his game was unbelievable. I referred to him as the uh, unorthodox halfback on my Instagram last night. And the way that he's able to square up numbers is just unbelievable. He is just he is just a defensive lines nightmare. Another guy that you don't really know what he's going to throw at you. And I mentioned in the review earlier about how this is just such a credit to Craig Bellamy and what he does, that he's gone from having Cooper Cronk, the most organized, the most robotic, the most X's and O's halfback of all time, to a fullback playing halfback, and he still won premierships, and he's still dominating. I just think it's unreal, and I think it says a lot about Jerome Hughes that he obviously had a lot of money on the table a couple of months ago to leave the Melbourne Storm, and I think he understands how good the Melbourne Storm is for Jerome Hughes. I think he gets it. Uh, and he stayed with the Melbourne Storm probably for less money. He could have gone elsewhere and played halfback, but I don't think his play would have been as good, would have been as appreciated as what it, what it is in the Melbourne system. I just think the way that the Melbourne Storm say, hey, we've got a halfback. He's kind of not a halfback. He's a really good manufactured sort of seven. He gets through his work. He gets the job done. He gets us to the right spots. But he isn't a natural seven. He's a guy that you need to get the ball to. You need to give him just two options. You need to give him his back rower coming, and you need to get his fullback around the back and let him square up numbers and make his decision. That's essentially what they do for Jerome Hughes. And he just nails it each and every time. He stays alive on every single play. He sniffs around the middle. He sniffs around his edge as well. I mean, whenever you see Remus Smith, George Jennings, one of these guys, Felice Cafusi on that edge, whenever you see them stick their nose through, Jerome Hughes is always pushing up. And I think it's a sign of the better players nowadays. They are always pushing up whenever they can be. And I love seeing Jerome Hughes do his thing. He is such a talented footballer. I've got so much time for him. As I said, a number of guys that I almost took the seven jersey off him on for this one, but I ended up going with Jerome Hughes. Got a lot of time for him. Up front... Really tough. A lot of front rowers that really put their hands up this week and had big performances. For me, the first man I picked was Marty Tapau. Uh, coming up against the West Tigers, one of his former clubs, I thought Marty Tapau was unreal. Scored a try, obviously, which was great. Had to put himself in the position to score that try. I mean, it was Travojevic, it was DCE. It was going to be a try for all money. Um, because DCE juggled the ball, it slowed him up for a second, and he ended up needing Marty Tapau, and it's... It's those sort of moments where Marty Tabau, he can chase through that 100 times and he won't be needed 99 times. But he was on that occasion. He was there to score the meaty, which was fantastic. You could see it meant a lot to him. But it's his general play for me, Marty Tabau. And I, I said this a couple of weeks ago, I just how disappointed I was in him. I couldn't believe 
how lazy he seemed out there. And that's probably harsh. But honestly, when you look at the capabilities of this guy and what he's able to do, what he was putting out for the last few weeks was so disappointing. Him with... um with Paseca, as I said a number of times. It was just, it, honestly, it was hard to watch. I really struggled to sit there and watch Marty Tabal just mope around in second gear. I thought he was fantastic the other day. Played 47 minutes, 184 metres, 20 hit-ups. This is what we need from Marty Tabal, yeah? Six tackle breaks. He was unreal. He's he's a real leader of men when he wants to be Marty Tapao, and I think he needs to keep this up for the Manly Seagulls. I don't think he's got a contract for next year, so that's good for Manly. Yeah, this guy is he's the biggest human in this competition, probably outside his other front row partner. He's one of the strongest players we've ever seen, and him playing for a contract, this is perfect for the Manly Seagulls. Hopefully they can keep getting the very best out of this guy. The other front rower that I chose... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. His team got their first win on the weekend, and he was crucial to it. It is, of course, Luke Thompson. Uh, a pommy that I've just got so much time for. 36 tackles on the weekend, really impressive. But it was with the ball that I thought he was most damaging. And he's just one of these... He just doesn't take shit, does he? He just charges into the line 100 miles an hour, 17 hit-ups for 164 metres. In a pretty scrappy game, he was the leader. I mean, the next closest hit-up was Dylan Napa. He had 14. They were nearly all done in the start of the game. Luke Thompson, he was fantastic throughout. He was unreal. 63 minutes for a front rower. you got to remember, he's only played two or three games. Yeah, he doesn't have the match fitness for a lot of these other guys. Uh, topped the game four post-contact metres with 80 for a forward. He was unreal, Luke Thompson. I've got so much time for this guy. I, I, I'm i really glad he's at Canterbury as well. He really sits in there. Sorry, he really fits in there with the dogs of war approach. Obviously, they, they've got a couple of forwards out at the moment as well. A couple of their big, big fellas up front. Um, so for him to step up, I think it's been unreal. I think probably you'll see him in the 13 jersey as the season goes on. Corey Waddell played there on the weekend, did a really good job. Once you see some of these other big front front rowers return, um, like, I can't remember his name, the lunatic that came from Penrith last year, once he comes back in, you'll have Dylan Napa up front. I think you'll see Luke Thompson return to jersey 13. I really don't think it'll make much difference, so I think you'll see around about this 63, 65 minutes. He is a really really talented footballer and I think Canterbury have done really well to get a hold of this guy Uh, my hooker this is a guy that has just improved out of sight this year he's done so well and there's a number of other hookers that were good on the weekend thought Harry Grant was good without being great um, I thought Andrew McCulloch was really good. Uh, you know, Tom Starling, he was another one that I strongly considered. I thought he had a really good game without Josh Hodgson there. We'll talk about that later in the week. But the guy that I went for, and I, I can't believe how well he's playing this year. It has been unbelievable to watch the, the transition that this guy has gone for. It's Reid Marnie. Uh, 42 tackles, probably quiet by his uh, by his standards, to be perfectly honest with you. He, we, you know, we're used to seeing him top the 50 count, but it was... You know, they, they, they essentially had all, had all the ball, the Parramatta Eels, realistically. So uh, 42 tackles there. He also laid on two tries. And this is where he's really impressed me. His ball playing 
it has just come from nowhere. I can't believe how much this kid has improved in such a short amount of time. Two line break assists, two try assists. I, you know, egg all over my face. I thought he was just always a meat and potatoes sort of hooker. But, gee whiz, between him and Jaden Braley up at the Newcastle Knights, I can't believe how these two have just changed their game so quickly and are having such an effect on their team. And, man, I, I don't know where the Parramatta Eels would be without Reed Marnie. He has been massive for them. And I think we can see the importance of the hooker position. For me, it's the most important position on the field, and it ain't close. Yeah, I know people will say halfback, 5'8", fullback. I think it's hooker, yeah. You decide the direction of your entire team. And this is the thing that Reed Marnie does so well that we haven't really spoken about. You don't really see in stats. He just makes the simple decisions. He goes the right way nearly every single time. Yeah, he listens to his halves. He's not selfish. He's starting to develop a little kicking game. We, we don't see it as much as what we probably should, uh, but he is developing it, and oh, I just love the way that Reed Marnie goes about his business. He's a sensational little footballer, and the Paramount Eels, they should be very happy with him. He's a guy that came through the Canterbury Bulldogs system, moved from the country, got a couple of years there into Canterbury, and they essentially said, we don't want anything to do with you. You're not the guy we want. Packed his bags, headed over to Parramatta, and the rest is history. Fingers crossed he gets to play Origin this year, but I'm worried with Harry Grant, but he's definitely playing well enough to warrant a call-up in Origin now, without a doubt. My back rowers, David Fafita, kind of picks himself here, doesn't he? He was just unreal on the weekend. I can't believe impact that one guy is able to have. And look, for, for me, this is a bit of a controversial one. I couldn't leave him out of this. But, geez, I was a little bit disappointed in the second half. He went missing a little bit. But I think scoring three tries in the first half and... You know, he's, he's not running out there against Peanuts. This is the South Sydney Rabbitohs, yeah? Top four side, top tier side, uh, with, a, with a brilliant little forward pack that, you know, punches well and truly above their weight. Um, I just thought he was unbelievable. And look, he must be exhausted right now, Andrew Favita. He's done so much work over the last month or so, and this season is just beginning. I mean, he must have eight or nine tries by this point. I mean, he, he scored two hat-tricks. For a forward to score two hat-tricks in the first, what, seven weeks? It is just unbelievable. Like, I can't even... I, I have never seen anyone that has the capability to do that. And even David Fafita with, you know, his body, the aggression he plays with, the power that he has, still to score three twi- tries twice, just unbelievable. I could be wrong, but I, I think last time he scored three tries was against the Brisbane Broncos. I think it was in the first half as well. Uh, and I'll tell you what... If this bloke can manage to, to put together two halves of football like this one day, far out. It is going to be brutal. I think the Titans, they sort of put the cue in the rack at halftime, uh, which you just can't afford to do in this competition. You cannot afford to do it when you're playing the goal, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, especially a team of their quality. And it's one of those things that I would love to see David Fafita. He be the guy that stands up in the second half. I mean, for, for me, if I've got David Fafita, I'm paying him as much as I am. He's got three tries in the first half. You know, I believe he had two touches in the second half. I want to see him have two hit-ups in the first two sets of six. Yeah, I want him to see him come in, be hungry for the ball, and set the standard all over again. The worst thing that a rugby league team can do in 2021 is to get comfortable. And I think that's what the Titans did on the weekend. It's going to be a huge challenge for them moving forward. And if I was coaching the Titans, it would be my personal challenge to David Fafita. Hey... You are the most impactful field player on the field in the first half. I need you to do it in the second half. I need you to stand up and deliver, not just in the second half. You can't say, oh, I've done enough. You need to stand up. I think that would be a brilliant challenge for this guy because if he can start to put together proper 80-minute performances, far out. 
he could be the most damaging player in our game if he isn't already. Uh, he's going to play Origin this year. That is a scary prospect. Wasn't there last year in Queensland, still won. So adding this guy in, as a New South Wales fan, I'm petrified of him. I think he's going to be so damaging in Origin. The other second row I picked is another State of Origin uh, edge player, Angus Crichton. I thought for the Sydney Roosters, he was unreal. Uh, had a big hit on Adam Clune that's causing a bit of controversy, but I just love the way that Angus Crichton goes about his footy. He is just he is just such an all-rounder. When he, I remember when he first burst on the scene at South Sydney, I'd, I'd watched him in reserve grade, knew the capabilities he had. I grabbed him in super coach thinking, oh, you know, he'll be a 50-point guy with a try every three or four weeks. And he honestly, he blew me out of the water just how good he was at South. Had a quiet year, went over to the Roosters, was a bit quiet last year. Sort of played through the middle, which I think was fantastic. It's really toughened him up a lot. Not that he needed to be toughened up, but it definitely has toughened him up a lot. And it's made him much more accustomed to play on that edge. Uh, I, I just love watching this guy go about his business. I cannot wait to see him in State of Origin. I actually think these two second rowers, trying to think if they're going to be playing opposite each other, but they're going to be two of the main stage, main prize fights in State of Origin this year, Angus Crichton. Obviously, David Fafita, he's got the body and the power to dominate anyone, but Angus Crichton... He's just got something about him. He's got a little bit of X factor. Uh, I, I think his fitness is still increasing as the season goes as well. I think he's got a lot more to offer. A guy that I've got a lot of time for, Angus Crichton. A lot of respect for him. Um, one guy that I left out of the second row that I really wanted to have him, but I couldn't fit him in, was Josh Schuster. Uh, I thought he was unreal for the Manly Seagulls. It was a try that he scored. So a try that he set up for Tom Tom Trevojevic. Sorry, there's a try that he set up. I thought I had a seizure there. Try that he set up at DCE where he got the ball with nothing on. He came back off his left just against the grain. And one of my mates said it was very David Fafita-esque, and it really was. And this is why I've got this kid as my rookie of the year. I think Sam Walker's probably going to get it now. Um, the way that he's playing, how he's standing up on big stages and owning the seven jersey is unreal. But this kid, he's going to have to be a close second. I love what he's doing at the moment. He was very unlucky to miss my side. In the 13. A uh, number of guys put their hand up here, but I thought Isaiah Yo. Uh, he's a guy that sort of flies under the radar a little bit. And to be honest with you, he flies under the radar with me as well. No doubt about it. Um, I just, the way that he controls this team through the center third, the, the hit-ups he takes, the tackles he makes, he is just the ultimate unsung hero in this team. I mean, we finished the other night talking about Cleary, to- oh, Matty Burton, Jerome Luai, Stephen Crichton, all these excitement machines, but it really is this guy that holds them together. Uh, played 66 minutes the other night, 10 hit-ups, about 45 tackles or something, 42 tackles he made. He just does this week in, week out. Now you've got Abby Curacao returning. I think you'll start to see more and more of Isaiah Yo. They've got a brilliant little combination happening, and I, I always love to appreciate the unsung heroes in teams, and Isaiah Yo, there is no doubt about it, he is the unsung hero in this team, a champion footballer. Uh, and, I, I, you know, it's going to be tough to leave him out of origin again this year. A number of fantastic forwards for the New South Wales Blues, and this guy, I know Freddie will, will appreciate how he goes about his business and the role that he plays in his team and the role that he can play for New South Wales. One of the most, if not the most, reliable footballer in our game. That's my team of the week from round seven. Fingers crossed we might bring this back next week. I'll have a chat to Roasty, see if he wants it again. Uh, if you guys enjoyed it, let me know, and I can bring it back next week on the podcast. Cheers, guys.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 